is Larry Rhodes and Doubter 5 by the DJ name. And uh, this is a Free Thought Radio Hour. We'll be talking about atheism, free thought, humanism, rational thought, and science. Conversely, we'll also talk about religion, religious faith, gods, holy books, and superstition. Also, despite what Steve Martin would have you think, there are a lot of atheist songs, and you'll hear them right here on the station. We'll also be talking about rationalist and atheist groups in Knoxville. Uh, we'll be talking about free thought issues and ideas, apologetics, uh, and um, uh, also a TV show that the Atheist Society of Knoxville and the Rationalists of East Tennessee have had showing in Knoxville for five years. Um, first, let's go to music. Uh, this is The Wedding of Church and State by Roy Zimmerman. Together, let no man separate. We've just been to the wedding of Mr. Church and Miss State. Well, the groom was dressed in his Sunday best. He made everybody nervous. He'd been named the head of the brand new federal faith enforcement service. Standing at his side were the groomsmen, the four doomsmen of the apocalypse. Waiting for the moment the happy couple would lock lips. Wore white, which was not quite right, but nobody raised a question. Cause they had a gun trained on anyone who might make a rude suggestion. And President Jesus was happy to officiate at the wedding. At the wedding. At the wedding. At the wedding, the wedding of church and state. Said I pronounce you man and maid at the wedding. At the wedding. At the wedding. At the wedding, the wedding of church and state. Attendance under sedation and coercion Heard the acolytes read the Bill of Rights And I mean the King James Version And they forced us all An epistle of Paul and a steaming cup of Folgers And the well-rehearsed couple danced their first dance To onward Christian soldiers And the groom and bride ordered Bill Maher's execution. And 
and they left real soon for their honeymoon where they screwed the constitution and man first child will be a judeo-christian sharia great idea Church and State by Roy Zimmerman, a very popular free-thought singer. Um, welcome back, and um, let's talk about the free-thought groups here in Knoxville. There are two or three or four free-thought atheist groups here in Knoxville. If you're not aware, there's the Atheist Society of Knoxville, founded in 2002, been around for, what, 16 years now? Well, 13. My math skills are apparently lacking. It uh, now has over 580 members. Uh, you can find it online at knoxvilleatheists.org. And you can also go to meetup.com and just type in Knoxville Atheists and find it. There's also the Rationalists of East Tennessee. They're founded around 1995. They've been around for 20 years. Hardly anybody has heard about them, but we did make a little bit of a stir this year when we put up that free thought um, billboard um, on Kingston Pike, a couple of different locations. It said, don't believe in God, you're not alone. Call, um, I mean, call the, the website or the, go to the meetings and find out about it. Anyway, I'm looking at something else. I guess you can tell I'm a little bit distracted. All these different um, things that I'm not used to here as a new DJ. There's also the Sunday Assembly, which started in England just a few years ago, and now is spread mostly around the world. We have an, uh, an organization right here in Knoxville that um, has sprung up last year. Uh, you can find them by doing a search on Sunday Assembly, Knoxville. Uh, what it is is basically a church for people who miss that type of thing after finding out that religion uh, ain't necessarily so. Uh, it provides uh, community camaraderie on Sunday mornings like you'd like to be involved in, um, but still even can't take the marginal spiritualism of uh, UU Church. There's also the Humanists of East Tennessee. Uh, they're a meetup group which gets together several times a month for dinners, hikes, swimmings, picnic, and you can find them at meetup.com as well. There's also a Secular Student Alliance, which has programs in most colleges and in some high schools uh, to be able to give you community in the free thought movement if you're a student. Let's go to another song now. Uh, this is Gratitude by Shelley Seagal. And protect the good stuff. Sometimes we all feel like we've had enough. Don't want to spend my short time feeling down Or go through my days getting used to a frown So I will express my anger, the credit is due But it won't take away from my gratitude There's nowhere to hide When you live in a cage, you feel young inside 
but on the outside you age And everyone lied when they told you there's the next stage Cause one day my memories will all be gone Not a single one of all who I love will go on And I'm afraid at the end, yeah I don't want it all to But it won't take away from my gratitude Sometimes you can't sleep and you get lonely at night But you decide that you keep in the morning brings a new life I'd rather find out what's real than deny the truth And that was Shelley Seagal. Um, actually, it's Shelley Siegel. She, she wouldn't like me calling her Shelley Seagal. Uh, she was here in Knoxville about three weeks ago doing a uh, kind of a private concert down at uh, Barley's Taproom and Pizzeria. And the 50 or 60 shows, so people that were there certainly enjoyed it. She puts on a very good show. Um, earlier, I said we'd talk about Knoxville Atheist's call-in TV show. Well, it's called Free Thought Forum, and it's been on the air for five years, believe it or not. You can watch it every Tuesday from 5 o'clock to 6 o'clock on Comcast Channel 12, or Charter, Charter uh, Channel 196, or you can watch it streaming online anywhere in the world at ctvnox.org. There are also archival shows that a fan has been recording and putting on YouTube, you can find them by searching for Knoxville, I'm sorry, uh, Free Thought Forum Knoxville. If you're interested in getting involved in Free Thought Forum, the TV show, uh, just come to an ASK meetup that the a ASKA Theist Society of Knoxville or the Rationalists of East Tennessee, RET, meeting and talk, talk to us about it. You could be our next co-host. Now we have a song called We Don't Go to God's House Anymore. Thank you. 
Are you going to a dance? No, Mom, it's just a movie date. Oh. Your father and I have no objections to church or school-sponsored dances, but we surely don't want you going to any of those local places like that cuckoo club.
that was We Don't Go to God's House Anymore by Chibawamba. Okay, tonight we'll be talking, tonight's topic will be Pascal's Wager. I'd like to get into a different topic and different shows. Um, Blaise Pascal was a 17th century philosopher, mathematician, and physicist. Uh, he came up with a wager of sorts, which recommends God belief over non-God belief. Pascal's wager has been stated many ways, but most people state it this way. Why don't you believe in God anyway? If he's not real, you haven't lost anything. But if he is real, you get to go to heaven. However, if he is real and you don't believe, you'll spend eternity in hell. Other people refer to this as the fire insurance argument. Atheists know this argument, and they, they know it fails for many reasons. In my book, Atheists, Atheism, What's It All About?, uh, I list seven arguments against this, this uh, wager, Pascal's wager. <coughs> I'd like to go over a few of the reasons why it doesn't work now. First of all, which God? This argument represents a logical fallacy called false dichotomy. It falsely offers you two choices when there are really thousands. Let's look at it from an atheist perspective. All the world's religion use this argument to encourage belief in their God. Um, hold on just a second. Yellow. Can you hear me now? Okay, um, so I heard you talking about Pascal's nature. Well, this is Faith with Forrest. And uh, my first time listening to your show, and um, you know, every time I hear Pascal's wager, I think it's hard to imagine that a person who is credited with having good logical abilities ever came up with it, because um, yeah, it's an argument that seems to make a mistake that that the likelihood of your believing in something is influenced by whether it's good or not, you know, whether it's whether we're true or not. Um, you know, the, the true value of the assertion about there being, you know, a Jesus or a Yahweh or um, Osiris is independent of your desire to believe in it. And it just seems like such terrible reasoning for someone who, um, you know, Yes, I agree. Of course, he was a product of his time. Uh, he was a Christian, raised in a Christian uh, society, and of course this works for them. But of course there are many, many other gods where this doesn't work. Um, for instance, uh, Mormons, they don't have a hell. Uh, if, and when they die, they aspire to be a god. Um, Buddhism, uh, they don't have a hell. And their afterlives are some other kind of lives that they would live in a higher or lower order here on Earth. So, if we were to apply Pascal's shoddy reasoning, what we should do is we should research out all of the ideas about gods and afterlife and pick the one that we like the most. Or the hell we would most like to avoid, I guess. But it, it, uh, uh, all right. Well, if we had one that came with no hell opportunity mm -hmm. and only an upside, that, that would be great. I, I think maybe Pastafarianism will will fit that bill. Yeah, beer volcanoes and uh, and no hell. I think. Well, in in Pastafarian hell, the, the beer is stale, so it's not too bad. I'm not a beer drinker, so it wouldn't bother me either way. Right. 
Okay, well, thank you very much for your call. I appreciate it. I've been listening. Goodbye. Take care. All right. Um, with that one of the one of the reasons out of the way, I'll go back to music. But uh, we have several more reasons that uh, Pascal's wager does not work. So stay tuned. Uh, this now is Creation Science 101 by Roy Zimmerman. We heard from him earlier. Uh, but here we go again. I'm not a cynic. <clears throat> I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> Hypocrites believe in something. Um, <laughs> and it's great to be in a classroom, too, in, in a lecture hall, you know, because, uh, you know, they want to teach creationism in the schools. And creation science is what they call it, right? That's the euphemism that they've chosen to, for it. And uh, I say teach that. Teach creation science, but teach the Norse Odin myth. <laughs> teach the karmic wheel and uh, teach the Scientology version which says that the world was created on a bet between God and L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> and some of you skeptics might be, uh, you know, you might have a kind of a blind faith in science and empirical inquiry and uh, observable reality and other myths. And uh, so I thought I might set you straight on, uh, on creation science tonight. made the world in seven days well that's one week to be specific now that's what I call scientific say hallelujah sing his praise 4042 BC on Monday August 27 he made the earth and sky and heaven then he punched out at 503 then he made Adam and then Eve garden for them to inhabit the apple right where Eve could grab it and I got proof cause I believe creation science 101 in the beginning it begun and you are just beginning to educate yourself when you shun evolution then Cain and Abel he begat and they begat all of the rest to us Which means they must have been incestuous <laughs> I'm gonna have to pray about that There might be sinners in this class Who might believe in Charles Darwin I guess that's just their loss and our win Because I'm gonna flunk their ass If you make Genesis your text You'll laugh at Darwin and what he sees to be the origin of species because he's just plain oversexed creation science. 101! You ain't no monkey's great grandson. You've got a research paper due about the 50 reasons to shun evolution. <laughs> that old jive about survival of the fittest that notion don't pass the bullshit test 
Cause look at me, I'm still alive God made the world just like it is He made the fossils just to tease us Old bones to test our faith in Jesus Yeah, this'll all be on the quiz Creation science Well, what? Now Armageddon, your homework done because when this semester is through, it's straight A's for students who shun evolution. The kids get such an education when they shun the heretical theory of the development of life on Earth over millions of years by means of spontaneous genetic mutation. And that was Roy Zimmerman. Uh, very funny song, I always thought. Uh, getting back to Pascal's wager, um, we're moving on to another reason why it just doesn't work. Um, he says that you should choose to believe. You should choose to believe in God over not believing in God. Uh, belief is not a choice. You have to become convinced of a proposition before it becomes a belief or disbelief. It's not as if atheists know that God is really out there, but somehow we just stubbornly refuse to believe in him. We are truly convinced that God is simply not there. Most of us have reached this disbelief through years of painful study and reasoning, fighting against religious dogma with its guilt, stress, peer pressure uh, each step of the way. It would be like someone demanding that you believe in Santa Claus or be tortured. Now, do you think that you could make yourself believe that Santa Claus was real? You could make yourself say that you believe, but true belief would not come. Before we get to the next reason, we'll have another song break. This is Atheist Funeral by Dan Sartain.
That was Atheist Funeral by Dan Sartain. Um, I've got three more reasons right here that I can rattle off fairly quickly about why Pascal's wager is not valid. Uh, they're short ones so that I can get them out pretty quick before the next song. Um, we talked last time about how you just can't make yourself believe something, that you have to be truly convinced of it before you can believe it. You can say that you are, but that's about it. <coughs> Excuse me. Given that you can't make yourself believe something, uh, you don't think that God, is, who is supposed to be omniscient, would know that you're lying or not and that you're just saying it? Pascal's wager is, in essence, saying that God is stupid, or at least extremely gullible. He's saying that he wouldn't know that we don't really believe and that we're just saying that to get into heaven. So that's the God gullibility um, problem with the, with the wager. Number four, Pascal's wager also says that all we have to do is believe in God to get into heaven, when in reality that's not the case. Just believing in God per se wouldn't do it, not in the Christian heaven anyway. Religious, uh, Christian religious leaders would mandate that before we could get into heaven, we would also have to believe the whole religious package. In Christianity, that would mean we would also have to accept Jesus as our Savior, confess our sins, um, believe in the devil and, and angels, heaven, hell, and pretty much everything in the Bible. Um, many people would say that, no, it just means that we have to accept Jesus. Well, that's fine, but that has nothing to do with the wager. Wager says that we have to believe in God. Number five, um, what if souls aren't real? There's never been any evidence that souls are real, and the religions have had thousands of years to present that evidence and failed. Pascal's wager is moot if souls don't exist. The you that you experience is actually the product of a functioning brain. When the brain stops working, you simply stop existing. The you is gone. Saying that it continues to exist somewhere outside the brain is like saying the image on the TV screen continues to exist somewhere outside of your TV once you turn it off. Not likely. Okay, and getting back to music, uh, this is Get Down on Your Knees, Dear Father. Um... Well, I'm sure you'll get the idea when we start. All dressed up like a Christmas tree With velvet, lace and gold They took us to their sacred house And we did what we were told they filled up our heads with stories And they told us that we could be saved If we sang and praised their hero But he never showed his face They warned us to watch out for Satan Who'd be waiting there to capture our soul if we didn't heed all of their wishes He would drag us all down through that hole We'd burn and we'd scream there forever And our cries they would never be heard Yes, the innocence of little children Will accept 
the liars were Get down on your knees, dear Father And beg now forgiveness for me Show me that you're truly sorry For the person that I couldn't be Show me some tears now of sorrow Show me a face that is real My innocent and lonely existence Was never left there for you to steal They take away all of your childhood They'll rob you of all of your dreams Their cruelty it hurts and will leave you Scars that can never be seen And we are all left here to suffer With the heartache of struggle and strife And our tears, they'll never dry up They follow us on through life Get down on your knees, dear sister and beg now forgiveness from me For the cruelty towards all those children And the pain that you'll never see The mothers that lost all their babies And never would see them again The cries from their beds still remain in their heads And slowly it drives them insane song for many people I'm sure okay the the subject at hand is Pascal's wager we were talking about all the reasons why it doesn't work the so far we've only given reasons why the belief part doesn't work there's a lot of problems with it but the Pascal's wager goes on to say that if you believe it doesn't cost you anything well that's just nonsense um, there are many, I'll go into a few of them here. Um, besides the hard-earned money that we would be required to give to a church if we say that we believe in God when we actually don't, we would waste a large portion of our life performing various devotional rituals, attending church, praying, reading scripture, and discussing that deity with other believers. 
preachers would then demand that we also believe in heaven and hell and the rest of the package that we talked about earlier, resurrection, prophets, miracles, angels, Satan, demons, souls, etc. And doing so would potentially put those preachers in a position of power over us, allowing them to dictate not only our beliefs, but our actions, including the way we dress, the way we educate our children, and what medical procedures we are allowed to use. And those strictures would be much worse for women than for men. Then, because of the Great Commission, (coughs) we would be expected to try to recruit new members. And in order to spread the good news, we would have to first explain the bad news. That we would have to sell the idea that all of the people of the world were born with inherited sin and are thus bound to spend an eternity in hell unless they accept Jesus Christ into their heart and fall in line with church's dogma. Also, saying that we believe and we actually don't would cost us a great deal of self-respect by being intellectually dishonest with ourselves, our families, and our friends for our entire life. Uh, Those who are atheists in the closet right now are suffering this particular uh, fate. However, we encourage them to come out when they can. Uh, We know quite a few people who are living in the closet. Many of our members are in Atheist Society of Knoxville and some of the rationalists of East Tennessee. Also, there is a project called the Clergy Project, which uh, includes members of currently serving clergy who don't believe anymore, but they're stuck. This is their job, their livelihood. Also, it's their family and their friends, and uh, all of their acquaintances are, are generally tied up with the church. If they came out, they would lose their livelihood, their friends, and a lot of their family. And that's just, you know, one of the problems with this wager. Um, if this is the only life we have, then dedicating your life to a false belief is a rather serious problem. We would only have to make, uh, sorry, we would not only have made a mistake, but we would be basing our entire life around this mistake. There's also a lot of guilt and stress associated with religious belief. No person is perfect, but in the words of Christopher Hitchens, God creates us ill and commands us to be well. That's guilt every time you fail to live up to God's expectations, and he has very high expectations. And that guilt causes stress. That's a lot of unnecessary stress with, to carry around with you every day of your life. Okay, I'm going to go back um, for another song. This one's a lighthearted song. Take us off of this uh, very serious tone that we've been working with. But I'll get back to it after the song. Uh, enjoy. This is Haywood Banks, uh, Big Butter Jesus. <laughs> In southern Ohio, just north of Cincinnati, I beheld a vision next to the expressway. Was a 60-foot Jesus with his hands in the air. Looked like he's carved out of butter, just like at the state fair. Sweet cream Jesus, old country fresh Jesus, unsalted Jesus, old promise Jesus, imperial Jesus. 
Well, you see him from the chest up, like he's about to do a backflip. Like he scored a touchdown, or maybe melting or about to drown. Well, I've been to the state fair, seen a cow made out of corn cobs, Garth Brooks out of string cheese, and the virgin out of olives. <laughs> Big butter Jesus, sweet cream Jesus. in pieces on a flatbed Staring backwards was his big head Driver stuck in traffic backups Desperately avoiding eye contact Well don't make no graven images That's one of the Ten Commandments I hope the grading curve is kindly You get to heaven with a ninety. Jesus, uh, trying to find who did it now. Uh, well, look it up; it's out there. Okay, continuing on with our um, Pascal's wager uh, promises and and claims to for uh, demands for belief, I guess I should say. Uh, we were talking about the guilt and stress associated with it, uh, the fact that uh, you're being commanded to believe when it's really impossible. You can't choose to believe. Um, but we were, we were really in getting into the area about what costs a person might incur if they believed rather than if they didn't. The, the wager says that there are no costs. Well, we, we talked about a, a good bit of them, the guilt and the stress and living a lie. But in a worst-case scenario, and this happens all the time, uh, accepting outlandish religious beliefs could result in you or your children being molested by priests or preachers or bankrupting or killing yourself in some apocalyptic doomsday scenario or even blowing yourself up in an attempt to kill infidels. It could also... Uh, it could also make you want to pray rather than calling for a serious medical condition that your child has. Recently in the news, there have been several children who have died due to a lack of even modest medical care uh, where, the ch where the parents chose to pray. Uh, the good news is in the past, the, uh, the religious um, parents would get a pass on this type of thing, uh, religious freedom. 
But recently in the news, we've seen several go to prison and be charged for manslaughter. So that's good that society is coming around to hold these people uh, accountable for these uh, these outlandish beliefs. Um, you are uh, these are not fantastic results pulled out of the air to scare you. Each and every one of these above is a well-documented result of extreme religious beliefs. There are many other examples as well. Andrea Yates, you might want to look her up, killed her five children in 2002 because she was afraid they might end up in hell. Now, this is just a chance, but she knew that religious dogma, particularly her particular um, Christian dogma, said that if a child died before the age of, of um, responsibility, that they would automatically go to heaven. Now, when you think about the, the consequences of hell, she preferred to kill her children rather than take a chance that they may grow up, be sinful, and go to hell. Now, religious dogma, Christian religious dogma also says that if any sin, including murder, is forgivable. So I assume that she was planning on becoming, uh, getting forgiven later on, uh, but the news articles never went in that far. In 1978, parents fed poison drink to their children in Jonestown, Guyana, before drinking it to themselves. And that was well over 100 children died because their parents gave them poison and then took it themselves. This is the cost of religious beliefs. Um, you may think it's um, a cost of insanity, but insanity is based a lot of times on nonsense. And this is what happened there. Now that we've shown that Pascal's wager cannot be considered a valid argument, uh, we'll move on to other shows that uh, will be an examination of religious faith, uh, religious beliefs, and uh, several other things that I cover in my book and on my website. Um, my website, by the way, is digitalfreethought.com. Digitalfreethought.com. And I, my book is a collection of the articles on that. Um, blog. So if you'd like to read more about it, you can there. Now we have another Shelley Sigel song, Apocalyptic Song for Hitchens. One day the sun is going to die. For us it means no more sunsets to the universe. Just one less star in the sky. Almost all who ever lived have already died. Countless stories of love and war and hope and pain now silently side by side. Yes, I understand that my whole life is just the blink of an eye in the history of the earth. Think we are so important 
is an obvious crime. We know that we are specks on a tiny dot. getting pretty close to the top of the hour. I'll go over some of the announcements that I made first. There are several atheist and free thought groups in Knoxville. Uh, if you're feeling alone, then you, if you believe in God, you're not alone. There's several people in, uh, that feel the same way, and they like to get together, usually about once a week. So uh, with the several groups that we have here in Knoxville, you can, you can get together at least twice or three times a week if you really wanted to. The Atheist Society of Knoxville meets every Tuesday about 6 o'clock, 5.36, for a happy hour at Barley's Tap Room and Pizzeria in the Old City. Um, the Rationalists of East Tennessee get together the first and third Sunday at, on Fellowship East State Campus here in Knoxville uh, for a presentation and a, a meeting, meeting, you know, uh, to, I can't come up with the term, um, socialization, there you go. Um, socializing with each other uh, that lasts about a half an hour and then they have about a two-hour meeting uh, it's a presentation generally I talk about everything under the Sun and usually we have people uh, from professors or um, doctors who will come in and talk to us physicists uh, also this free thought forum the, the weekly TV show that comes on Tuesdays from 5 to 6 on Comcast Channel 12 and Charter Channel 196 it's a call-in show if you've ever wanted to talk to an atheist and can't really get into town, you can always call the show. Uh, that's also available if you want to go to YouTube and look up some old issues. That's um, look for Knoxville Free Thought Forum. Okay, getting back to music. Uh, this is First Aid Kit, one of my favorite groups nowadays, and Hard Believer. <laughs> So many 
Symphony of Science song, Glorious Dawn, to take us out. If you like the show, let the management know. If you didn't, um, well, pray about it. <laughs> anyway, here's Symphony of Science, a Glorious Dawn. Very good at uh, singing songs, but uh, here's, here's a try.
recollect in the intercompares, synthesizers, analyzers, it generates abstractions. The simplest thought, like the concept of the number one, has an elaborate logical underpinning. The brain has its own language for testing the structure and consistency of the world. Or 